How is everybody's day? Pretty good, pretty good. Busy though. Busy, I hear you. Well, y'all looking good. You beautiful black kings. You looking good too. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I am so happy to have the both of you, KT and Guala, aka 1409 Podcast, right here on my podcast. Connectors, I am, you know, I love, love, love podcasts, mix-up mashups. So this shall be an interesting episode. You know who I am. My name is Alexia Marche Plummer. I am the host, aka the plug of Amps Connected Podcast. Connectors, you know what to do. Sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast. And let's get connected. We are connected. 1409 Podcast, KT Guala, what's up? What's What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much. You know, connectors, uh, I will post the link to the episode I was just on with 1409 podcast. So now I get to share my platform with them. So again, welcome. Uh, Let's see. We'll start off with Guala, you are a musician as well as half of um, the owner CEO of Gemini Media, and of course half of 1409 podcast. Uh, how you doing? Where you from? How did you become all of these many titles? <laughs> uh, firstly, I'm from South Carolina, a small town, Lake City. Um, I was doing, I became a musician. Uh, I watched my dad play the drums. My big brother play the drums. My sister play the drums. I watch all of my uncles pick up any kind of instrument and just play, sing at will. So, you know, it was just, you know, eventually I had to try it to see if I was blessed with the talents. And uh, I think I'm blessed with the talents. You know, I do a little something with the music and it's just a passion. I always love music, always will love music. So, it's just always fun to dive into something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Gemini Media 1409, uh, my bro KT, you know, we met some time ago and just uh, had a strong bond. It's a, a brotherhood. You know, we, we're friends, but we're more than friends. We're, we're really brothers. And we just had the idea of wanting to do a podcast and start a media company to help people inspire people and that's that's how I got all these titles okay so let's go back excuse me uh because I am a musician myself I'm a singer so what type of musician are you do you play any instruments are you producer what do you do um so I started off playing the drums and now I don't like to call myself a rapper I I hate to say a rapper Mm -hmm. so I just say an artist you know because I do a mixture of different things more than just like rap. I do produce. I play. I make beats. I produce beats. I audio engineer. I'm like the one man wrecking crew. And mm-hmm. uh, just recently, I just started school actually to further my education with music because everything like I talked about my uncles 
but no one in my family knew how to read music. It was just all playing off ear. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like this talent to be like musically inclined. But I actually wanted to learn like music theory and just get deeper involved with it. So I started going to school for it. Okay. That's what's up. I love that you just said that music theory, because honestly, Guala, like growing up, the earliest memory I have of singing is kindergarten. And so I've always been around music. I started playing the piano very young. So music theory is definitely where is where like some musicians get lost because most musicians, like you just said, they play by ear and it's just a natural talent. And so like to be able to put something in front of you, like sheet music or whatever, that's gonna take you far, far. You'll be able to go sit in with orchestras even, you know, you have your sheet music. So best wishes to you. It was not my favorite subject. I had to take a remedial theory class. (laughs) So yeah, best of luck to you. Yeah. And um, you were just saying as well that you and KT joined together, joined forces to create Gemini Media, as well as 1409 Podcast. So KT, how long have y'all been together? Y'all, uh, Guala said y'all have been friends for a long time, but when was it exactly that y'all decided to come together as business partners? Well, we met in like 2011, 2012 timeframe. So we've been cool ever since then. We used to work together and we went to the same college at one point or another but we both dropped out and ended up going to another college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's one thing. And we, we decided we wanted to go into business. We was always shooting business ideas at each other here and there throughout the years. But I guess this one right here finally clicked and we took action on it. Mm-hmm. We started a podcast around July, 2020, 1409 podcast. The first episode aired July 7th, 2020. And we've been taking off ever since. We started off doing like news commentary, current events, things of that mm-hmm. nature. But we later transitioned into interview, I mean, more interview platform where we interview entrepreneurs, influencers, business owners, mm-hmm. musicians like yourself. Yes. You no know, lawyers. Yes. And more. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just really started gaining traction from there with the podcast because we're getting plays in over 30 countries right now and that's what's up and every every state almost 50 states last time i counted it was like 38 states but i see a couple more added on there since then so the audio play is getting it's pretty much getting global out here global mm-hmm. reach i know you have global reach too because you have guests all over especially yes. in dubai you had a yes. guest from egypt on there yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so I hear, I mean, Connectors, you hear it as well, that 1409 podcast pretty much has the same mission as Amps Connected podcast, where I interview artists as well. And so I love to, and I use the term artist broadly. So if you are a culture definer, leader, thinker, creator, I consider you an artist. And it sounds like you have that same vision as well for 1409 podcast. Like you're just 
interviewing these people. So the, the rest of the world, your listeners um, know some dope people. So again, thank you for having me thinking I'm dope because I've seen some of your, your interviews and you definitely have some dope people. So shout out to y'all. You wanted the dope people. Don't don't ever think that no. you wasn't dope. Don't, Thanks. Don't, don't, Thank you. Don't be on here second guessing yourself. Thank you. Was, you. Was, Thank you. you. I dope. appreciate. I don't know if you can curse on here, but you was dope. Look, do your thing. Do your thing. This is your time. This is my platform. Using uh, no, this is my platform allowing you to be y'all. So say what you want, be how you are. How about that? You dope as a motherfucker. I'm gonna say it like that. Hey. <laughs> Your voice, your voice is dope as a motherfucker too. Like oh, I, I had to go back and listen to that Anita Baker cover you had with Four Ninety Six West. I had to go back and listen to that mm-hmm. and share it with the world so they can know about it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that love. Yeah. Um, and KT, not only are you half CEO, what do you call co CEO? co-owner of 1409 Podcast and Gemini Media. You are also a brand ambassador for Express Men. How'd you get that gig? Oh man, that's that was a that was a little lengthy process, but it wasn't that lengthy. It all started in 2021. Uh, I started Wait a taking- minute. It all started in 2021 and we're just eight. This is the fourth month. So what do you mean? It's a lengthy process. <laughs> I mean, it was lengthy to me. It took four to six weeks. And like when uh-huh. they email you, they say it take four to six weeks. So I just started. I didn't really think about doing that until I took the pictures. I did like a photo shoot. I want to do a solo photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I usually do like family pictures, but I want to do one myself. So I was in San Antonio I found a photographer out there and we did a dope shoot downtown San Antonio in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And I had on Express, I had on Express suit. I did one, I did one of the outfits I had on Express suit. I had three outfits actually, but I didn't get to do the other one because it started raining and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I had that one Express suit and the Lacoste outfit. So I just posted the pictures on Instagram and tagged them, tagged Express men in there strategically and put the hashtags in there strategically and they started commenting on the stuff like they commented on one I was like damn that's really good verified page they commented on so I dm'd them like how can I become a ambassador or whatever I said something like that it probably wasn't the exact words but I paraphrased it but yeah I was like how can I become an ambassador and they sent me the email to send it to so I emailed whatever they sent me and I sent some pictures and asked them how can I become an ambassador or how can I get on their platform mm-hmm. sent the link and everything and I put in all my information and four to six weeks it was really like six weeks six weeks later they was like congratulations you're in there See this, see y'all, I, one day I will have a soundboard because this is where I would insert the clapping hands, but maybe that's (laughs) (laughs) post-production. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Teamwork. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to you. So basically what you said is if we want to be an ambassador, just slide in their DMs because you never know what may happen. Yeah, professionally sliding DMs because you never know where them DMs might lead you. Or yes. email, get them emails, have some good email etiquette, man. Know, know what you want ahead of time and 
just mm-hmm. go for it. If, if, if I want something, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and retrieve it. Mm-hmm. And then you also said something too. You you already bought. I'm assuming you bought the suits from Express. You then hired a photographer, got your pictures professionally taken, and then you posted them. So it wasn't like you reached out to Express and said, hey, give me some clothes. And then, you know, try to become an influencer or an ambassador. You did the work first. So they knew that you were at least interested in investing in yourself. And so they are now interested in investing in you. So that was a gem, y'all. I wouldn't even... That wasn't even my intentions to become an ambassador, but mm. I saw like I saw them comment on it, so I was like, "Shit, I might, they might well start that." Yeah, <laughs> might well put me on the Instagram profile. I, know, right? I got I got one foot in the door. Yeah, might as well let me come in this month. <laughs> yeah, y'all, you already commenting on the shit. You might as well make me <laughs> right. An I wasn't and- thinking about it till then because I was like, mm-hmm. I just posting pictures. <laughs> and you saw the opportunity and you took it. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's the same pictures that I saw on Insta. Yeah, definitely some dope pictures. The both of y'all, like just recently, right? Had had a little photo shoot going. Yeah. It, it was one before that. That was the one in Houston, but I did one before that with like a burgundy suit on, mm-hmm. color burgundy. Mm-hmm. That was the one. And then we did that 1409 shoot on top of that. And then that added to the that added fuel to the fire right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Beautiful kings. So so all you need is uh sugar, spice, and everything nice. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. More uh, coming soon. You know? Um, now I've heard both South Carolina and Texas. So do y'all, um, are y'all in two separate states? Yeah, we are. Because we both from South Carolina. Like he said, he's from Lake City, South Carolina. I'm from Florence, South Carolina, which is like 20, 30 minutes away from Lake City. But I, I moved to the San Antonio, Texas area, so to say. It's a city called New Braunfels. It's like 20 minutes outside of San Antonio, up out 35 I moved there in June 2018, and I've been there ever since. So, but I'm from South Carolina. I never forget where I'm from, but I'm oper- I operate out of Texas. I know that's right. Don't ever forget where you come from. So, uh, <clears throat> well, then this makes a first because. I may have been in different cities, but this is the first time I have been in two different states at one time. So congratulations, pat yourselves on the back. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Y'all literally did it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Y'all are funny. Okay, so one of my favorite questions, because I am a foodie, and this is kind of interesting because, again, we have two different states. So let's see. KT, if I were to go to Texas, um, where should I eat? Have you ever had breakfast tacos? I'm not a huge fan. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. However, I'm a a foodie and I trust people when they say, go here, eat that. 
like to an extent. So I'm willing to try. If you're telling me that that's like the best food in Texas I should eat, then guess what I'm about to go have? A breakfast taco. So tell me about this. Okay, I don't eat red meat, so I get the potato and egg taco. It's this Mexican spot by my house, and they have, like, this sauce you put on there. It's a spicy sauce, so you just pour that thing in there a little bit in the taco, mm-hmm. my potato and egg. You can get whatever. They got, like, barbacoa and all that, but I don't eat none of that shit. I, eat, I just get my potato and egg, mm-hmm. put, the, put that sauce on there. It's just so good. And they're cheap. They're, like, 150 per taco. So breakfast tacos in Texas is definitely a move, especially around San Antonio and Austin. That's that's big business around there, breakfast tacos. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a barbecue place called Hayes County Barbecue in San Marcos, Texas. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that as well. I get the half a chicken. Sometimes I get a whole chicken. They it's different from like other states. They, they just they don't give you, they don't even give you no plate. They just give you a, a tray and a piece of paper and you put your food on there and you just get down on it. Wow. <laughs> it's a, don't need to waste no dishes because this is all you need. It's a tray and some paper. A tray and some paper. <laughs> yeah, they got brisket, all that, but I don't eat, like I, like I said, I don't eat red meat, but people say it's good. Mm-hmm. They have pork chops. They cut the pork chops right in front of you. So mm-hmm. I've seen people get pork chops like like this thing right here. They wow. cut the thing. I'm like, damn. They say it's good, but I wouldn't know. I just know about the chicken and the turkey, but okay. definitely some some good stuff right there. All right. So I guess I'll go and try the breakfast taco. I look, I'm a, a meat eater. So I would have to maybe put some chorizo or something. Oh yeah, they got all that. I just yeah. I just don't eat it. That ain't my preference. I got you. They got Even it though. That barbecued chicken. That I love barbecued or smoked chicken. So maybe that's a that's a spot. But you know, <clears throat> I thought you you were gonna tell me that I should go to the turkey leg hut. Oh, you should do that too. <laughs> Yeah, you should definitely do that. Yeah, you do that. You're going to be waiting for a little while. But I know. It's worth the wait. Just go there when they open and you won't be waiting that long. I promise you this. It's delicioso. Uh-huh. Because between, okay, when I go to Texas, because where is it exactly? Is it in Turkey, Houston? Yeah, Turkey Lake Hut is in Houston. Okay. So, we be in Houston too. I didn't hear you. I said we be in Houston too. Okay. So if I'm ever in Houston and y'all are in Houston, we got to like link up at the Turkey Leg Hut or something. Because between Houston with the Turkey Leg Hut and Atlanta with the slutty vegan, like I already know I need to get there at like three o'clock in the morning to claim my spot. Because those are definitely two restaurants that I know wrap around the building and down the street, right, with a line. So, yeah. All right. Okay, KT. I got some some places to go when I go to San Antonio, right? With the with the tacos. Yeah, you can you can be anywhere between San Antonio and Austin. Honestly, you can find a good place with the breakfast tacos. Okay. I guarantee it. Okay. And Guala, how about you down in South Kakalaki? Listen, man, the Carolinas is really the barbecue capital of the u.s really i'm gonna Uh, just say it like that it is (laughs) okay because i had heard texas is the capital chicago um i even hear detroit is pretty good with the barbecue 
So, okay, why South Carolina, I should eat barbecue and where should I go to get this barbecue? See, first of all, why you should eat barbecue in South Carolina is because it's one of the states that keep the old tradition of making barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got people, you got people out here building pits, barbecue pits, and burning their own coal from oak wood. Mm. And uh, if you a good spot to try is uh, Rodney Scott's barbecue in Charleston, South Carolina. He oh. still cooks the whole hog. So it's a whole hog smoke cooked like over 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go in there and get some good size, like some mac and cheese, some collard greens, some black eyed peas, just that good Southern eating. Mm. Green bean, potatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't ask right. <laughs> that, that's why we the capital, because nobody else is still cooking the whole hogs. They cooking slabs of ribs at a time. I so do. Cooking. I do like that. <laughs> I've only been to maybe one pig roast and I was like, I should, I should definitely go to these more often because it's an experience. And of course, like they started the roast, like the day before we went out there and had like a bonfire and stuff. But that's interesting to see if I were to go to this restaurant, but how about this Guala? Now I've heard some people say barbecue, barbecue, you don't supposed to put the barbecue sauce on it it's a side your bar yeah right right that's why we the capital (laughs) (laughs) like the trick to barbecue is the sauce that's Mm -hmm. what makes barbecue Mm all right if you if you just cooking this food it's just smoked food Mm -hmm. you know but the sauce makes the food um and we still do like vinegar base a lot of other states do like mustard-based sauces, but the vinegar-based to me is the best sauce. Hmm. I don't know. People may have their preferences, but I love vinegar-based sauce. Now, see, that's how I know you are real when it comes to the barbecue. You are a barbecue connoisseur, maybe, at least compared to me, because I don't know the difference. <laughs> I mean, mustard-based sauce is it's all right. It's more thick, like, you know, like the thick sauce. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I like that watery sauce. I got we, we call you. it uh, hot and wet. When you get the spicy sauce, it's hot and wet. Okay. See, I like that. To me, hotter the better. So that sounds hot and wet. I would like that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't got we don't got no special way of eating barbecue. Though, like how y'all have a special way of eating those crawfish. You know what? <laughs> So connectors, um, <laughs> if you go listen to episode 109 of 1409 podcast, oh, I like that. For, I'm on episode 109 of 1409 podcast. You will hear me say the way to eat crawfish, you got to suck the head and eat the ass because it's the truth. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Bala. Um, <laughs> so since, what'd you say? <laughs> got to eat the gooch. <laughs> A mess. Oh, a mess. Um, so since you're telling me how to eat uh, barbecue down in South Carolina, uh, continue telling me about South Carolina. What was life like growing up? Oh, man. South Carolina is uh, a lot of people say it's the ret- a retirement state. You know, it's real like slow pace mm-hmm. in most of the in most of the state i mean we do have a few big cities 
like people may have heard of Columbia. Myrtle Beach is a big uh, tourist attraction. Charleston, with, like along the beaches. But more of the inlands is just real slow pace, you know, country. Not like country, country, but, you know, just like country. Um, I grew up just a, a normal kid, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really didn't have... We didn't have like a big city with a lot of opportunities. You know, you was either extra extracurricular activities included some type of sport or maybe on the band. You know, that was it as far as like where I grew up. It wasn't other things to do like centers that you can go to. It was just either you're playing sports or you go home after school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you just had to kind of like find something that you love and wrap yourself in it, you know, and mine was music. Mm. what was the earliest song you remember rapping oh man the earliest song I remember rapping was probably ninth grade I still remember this so I had a couple of friends it was maybe like the summer we were graduating into the ninth grade Mm -hmm. Uh, we spent a lot of time and we made a rap group and what was the rap group's name we were called team also fly okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so we we made this group and i my friends weren't like musically inclined so me like having the background i had took the took took on the role of self-teaching myself how to like audio engineer and just mix and master songs and we were spent hours. We had like a shed in the back of my house. We had a shed and we just basically like kind of turned it to the studio. Mm-hmm. We would be in there. And I remember one night we did a song. It, the title of the song is called On My Way. Okay. And uh, so I'm sitting here mixing this song and it's late. It's probably like 1 o'clock in the morning. Say typical of musicians, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, my friend, he's over there yawning. I hear him yawning and I'm just like so focus on what I'm doing with the music like trying to get this for whatever equipment we had we we had like a, a USB microphone wrapped around the cup trying to make like a sound compression for it <laughs> we was you know and uh do what it do yeah we had to make it do what it do back then you know <laughs> and uh so I hear my friend yawning and then he looks at me and he was like man this is his exact words I see your passion in this shit like, mm-hmm. and then like like that just stuck to me so like from there on I just always stuck with music tried to learn self-teach my stuff self-teach myself things what I didn't learn I did research I like to call it YouTube University because something I wanted to do I just go to YouTube mm-hmm. and just spend a lot of time with music like I really love it and uh, I, I think what really drove me to continue music uh my older brother told me something he said music is made to move us mentally physically and emotionally Hmm. and that kind of stuck with me Mm -hmm. and so I just wrap myself in music I like that so you're not gonna give us no bars or anything you're just gonna leave us hanging uh no we might come back to it later all right right. right. no pressure no pressure so 
KT, you're also from South Carolina, but you're now living in Texas. So moving from South Carolina to Texas, what was the major difference or is the major difference living in Texas? The major difference, believe it or not, it's hotter where I'm at in Texas is. It's hot as hell. Like, for real, it get hot as hell in the summer. I mean, Texas is hot. Point South Carolina's point hot, period. too, but <laughs> not as humid in Texas, though. It's hot. I got the worst. I'm from Louisiana, and I got the worst sunburn of my entire life in Austin, Texas. It's hot. She says hot. It's hot, hot. <laughs> S on it. She says hot with an S on it. It's hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. Another difference is in South Carolina, there's a lot of black people. There's not a lot of black people where I'm at in Texas. So that was another difference. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go a whole day without seeing any black people. (laughs) Cut it out. (laughs) No, for real. For real, for real. I mean, is that when you maybe don't leave your apartment? Oh, I was gonna say your apartment, your house, or um See, like I live like in one of the suburbs of San Antonio, so it's like one percent, two percent black. So I can go in the grocery store. I'd be like, I'd be glad to see a black person in there. Like I don't, I don't see a black person every time I go in the store. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what's then that experience like for you? I mean, it's it's different. It's like a culture shock to me because you know where we from. It's probably more black people than mm-hmm. any other race. So seeing that, I'm like, damn. But I don't have no problem with no other race. It's just unusual seeing shit like that. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. It's unusual to me. So if, because again, Am's Connected Podcast is a worldwide podcast. Mm -hmm. So Texas, uh, I remember living abroad and Texas, of course, New York and California, those are definitely the three states foreigners know. So uh, KT, if anyone, including foreigners, uh, visit Texas, what would you suggest doing? Like, what would you, what would is something that um, makes you stay in Texas? Because I I understand I live here in Lafayette, Indiana, and the first I moved here in 2014, and I kid you not, just like you, I hardly saw any black people, and I w- I wanted to see my people, so. I'm staying here for my purpose. You're staying in Texas for whatever reason, but why should anyone, especially a person of color, visit where you are specifically in Texas? First of all, Texas has no state income taxes. So that's that's one reason. That's Yay! reason one right there. You don't pay no state income taxes. Most of the other states have mm-hmm. state taxes as far as income goes. There's no vehicle tax either in Texas, like on your vehicle. Really? Really. So basically you're saying come to Texas to buy my car. Come to Texas because there's no state income taxes. There's no state vehicle taxes. So if your vehicle is registered in Texas, you don't pay taxes every year like you would in other states that have that. You know what I'm saying? Let me find. Okay. 
I'm not trying to think of anything illegal right now. I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah, those are those are a couple of things that those are some of the benefits. That's why Elon Musk moved changed his residency to Texas. Hmm. It wasn't just because it wasn't just because Cali was tripping. It was because Texas doesn't have state income taxes, and you know he's getting a lot of income. Yeah. Huh. Let me find out. I may need to be in Texas. Huh. Well, <clears throat> so being in Texas, KT, and Guala, you're down in South Carolina, being podcasters, half hosts of the same podcast, what types of challenges have you seen? As far as being in two different locations? Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, we, we are like we have an hour between us, like in time difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, lot, a lot of the problems is it's like minor stuff, really. Like maybe, maybe the internet is not, you know, on one side, maybe some inclement weather. It's not like any major problems in my opinion, only like internet, maybe just like different time zones. That's all I can think of. The, okay. virtual, the virtual world is really strong, you know. And that's where I, I thought you were going to lead to that. Because definitely I was afraid of um, interviewing through Zoom or, you know, through any other virtual platform. But definitely COVID taught me, no, you should have been doing this. Because technology is stronger now and we are able to be in Indiana, be in Texas, be in South Carolina and be here at one time. So I, I appreciate that for you. Um, so who decides on the content for y'all's shows and who picks the guests? Go ahead. <laughs> I like that they waited. They both went towards the mic. <laughs> They waited for each other. Uh, who? I mean, KT or Guala, whoever. I mean, it's it's both. Uh, I, I would say uh, KT is um, more so scouring guests, like uh, more of the business owners and entrepreneurs. And I do like more so like the creatives, you can say. Okay. Okay. I like that. And that makes total sense since you are already the musician and KT, you seem like a business man. So I, I can appreciate that. So how do you stay so consistent? Because connectors, if you are not familiar with 1409 podcast, y'all release three episodes a week and it's not just record like my podcast is and then later release no this is like real time recording interviewing three times a week what has kept y'all consistent and dedicated well one thing is we book for the next three months so we got to get the episode (laughs) the episode is already booked so we got to do that yes i love that and uh I'll say too, it it don't it don't feel like work, you know what I'm saying? For one, like I said, we we good friends, we got a brotherhood. So more so it's like, man, I get a chance to connect with my bro three mm-hmm. times a week, even though we talk and text every day, but you know, it's just another form to 
and then we get to interview somebody dope so it's like it don't even feel like work mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes like when I'm I've had a day because I do work a real nine to five job so like sometimes when I'm distressed at work this podcasting is my outlet and it does not feel like work. It feels like this is where I want to be. Of course, like the energy behind it, when you do your promo uh, artwork and even editing, because I don't know how much editing y'all do, but for my podcast, I do a lot of post-production work. It does take some energy to stay committed. But as you just said, I love what I do. I love connecting with people like y'all, other podcasters. So um, can I just say that I'm going to use y'all as inspiration because three, three episodes. (laughs) Three of them things. Yes. All three of them. All three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know y'all don't, y'all don't look at it all, but, uh, I'm pretty sure y'all, because I know I can, y'all can use a vacation. So another favorite part of the podcast is I will give you an imaginary ticket and you can go anywhere in the whole wide world and you can bring anyone you want or you can visit anyone you like. And why do you want to go to that place? I know you may need a little time to think. So I'll go first and then y'all can go. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. We can hear you. Okay. Because I lost connection for a second. Okay. So I'm going to be boring, not boring, because it's really not boring. Maybe sentimental is the right word. Uh, It is Easter weekend. And I would love to be at home in Louisiana, eating crawfish, having a fish fry with my people. Um, Just simple, simple as that. Cause this is a tradition of my family for Good Friday. We'll have a seafood bowl. Um, And so that's where I would like to be this weekend. I know normally connectors, you would hear me say that I would love to be in some part of the world. And, oh no, I hope, I hope my recording is okay. Um, Hopefully the recording is okay. But maybe on your end, you can't hear me, but hopefully my recording is being picked up. Um, But yes, connectors, I know I usually go to some part of the world and give you some little history or some something that is current in the news. But today, I just want to go home. So with that, I'm going to ask Guala, uh, where would you, if you were given a ticket, where would you like to go? Uh, I would say Ghana. Yes, 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 yes. That is a place. But tell me, why would you like to go to Ghana? Um, I had a chance to travel to other countries. And uh, it was a 
most people say it was a culture shock, but for me, it was like I was connected more mm-hmm. when I was away from the Western culture, you know, like how we live. I felt like I was connected more to the earth, connected more to the people around me, just connected more to the environment. So, and uh, while I was doing my traveling, I actually met someone from Ghana and we talked, we became good friends. Nice. And, you know, uh, he was always sharing stories and pictures and mm. he would actually send me like original kente cloth and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I got an original dashiki handmade from Ghana and just the culture there made me feel more connected to uh, who I am as a person and kind of where I originated from. So I will want to go there. Okay. I was just talking to a friend about going to Ghana this year. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So it's kind of funny that you mentioned Ghana because Ghana's definitely been uh, one of the places at the top of my head for the past couple of weeks. So maybe you're putting that in the atmosphere for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, manifestation. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes for the manifestation. <laughs> and how about you kt where we going man i was gonna say ghana too but i'm gonna be a little different i'm gonna say nigeria right next door for similar reasons i have a good friend from ghana but i I don't want to say the same answer so i'm gonna go with nigeria because sometimes i go on snapchat and look at snap maps and see what they're doing in the world you just tap on a different spot in the world and they lit over there in mm-hmm. Lagos and things like that. It, they lit like every night. Like it's it's some very affluent black folks out there. And I wanna see how they how it's really going down over there. I wanna taste the you food. Know. I wanna I wanna experience <laughs> culture. <laughs> what you say? You don't know how it's going down in Nigeria. Huh. How they affluent. Huh. They be scamming over there. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 419, no. See, see, that's, I why I wanna, that's why I want to go over there. I want to um, debunk that myth, you know what I'm saying, that they all You know, <laughs> okay, I suggest going to Nigeria. I have visited Nigeria. It was one of the best experiences I've had. You have to eat the jollof. You have to eat, let me see. Um, fufu. Moi moi, fufu. Um, oh my gosh, okra stew with goat. Do you eat goat? Or oh, is that considered uh, red meat? That's red meat. Gotcha. Oh, yes. Yes, Katie, you have to visit Nigeria. And we have to go to Ghana. So, you know what? Some peanut this- butter soup. Oh my gosh, stop talking. Yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. So basically, we got to, we really have to do a whole Africa tour, like Ghana, Nigeria, go down to South Africa, Eritrea, go to Egypt, like we got to do the whole continent for real, for real. I'm down. You know what, like I'm being so serious because as you said it earlier, I have a good, good friend in Egypt. Shout out to Yusuf, um, one of the baddest musicians in Egypt. Um, and 
a couple other episodes ago, I interviewed 496 West and I kid you not, half the band said that they wanted to go to South Africa. So I think we're just putting it in the atmosphere, y'all, that we, we're going to, to the continent of Africa. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, so Guala, tell me as a musician, and not because I, I love that you're a musician. I love connecting with musicians. So what do you see for yourself? Um, I'll give you a year, a year from now. How do you see your music career? Um, well, definitely a, a transformation being that I said I'm, I'm in school. So, uh, being able to apply the knowledge that I already know that I taught myself mm-hmm. and the knowledge that I'm going to learn uh, would definitely make my music transform, you know, to get better. Um, I see myself doing shows around the world and just continue to, you know, express myself through music and connecting with people through music and spreading messages, you know, uh, healing traumas. That's what I try to do in my music. Okay. And just... You know, being the voice of the people, mm-hmm. being the voice of regular people, people who go through problems, mm-hmm. everyday people, and just enjoying it um, with my family and friends and the people that mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. I like that, that your music is healing. Uh, so how, who influences your, your music or your style? Um... I don't want to be like uh, it's it's different people, you know. Like I don't just listen to one genre of music. One thing with me, so give you me know. Your, give me your top three genres. Give me your top three artists. Um, top three genres would be soul. Like I guess you can say like soul R and B. Um, jazz mm-hmm. and you know hip hop. I gotta go with the hip hop. Okay. Well, I wouldn't even say hip hop. I'd say funk probably before hip hop. Okay. Yeah. I love that you have jazz in there. Oh yeah, jazz is uh, intellectual. You know, it's you know, intellectual person when you listen to jazz because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of jazz is. Uh, just instruments you know and you have to like be in the moment with the instrument but the instrument is giving you a message and you have to listen to it kind of so like jazz open your mind and that's music theory definitely so I I feel excited for you if you haven't started your music theory classes yet, because if you've already been training your ear to hear jazz, and like you said, it is intellectual. It is um, instruments talking to us, talking to each other, but it is the theory behind it that makes it sound and make it do what it do. So I think you're really gonna do well in school. So. Yeah, best wishes to you. So thank you, thank you. You're welcome. So what were your top three artists? Top three artists. Oh man, you uh sung one of her songs, Miss Anita Baker. Oh yeah. Miss Anita. Yeah. Um 
My favorite, I would say, uh, I like Dizzy Gillespie. Okay. Like, I was I was in uh, I think fourth or fifth grade. I remember this, and I had to do uh, you know, like Black History Month come around. You have to pick somebody and do a report on them, a biography on them, and I picked Dizzy Gillespie. And you know, I didn't know much then, but as I grew, I remember me doing that of Dizzy Gillespie, and I just looked up some of his music and what he, like what he did. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, he was really really amazing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i guess i'll do somebody from more of like our generation right now i'll have to say big creek i love what he does with music um you know he's a producer artist songwriter but he's amazing though because he he puts like everything in his music if you ever hear one of his beats it's like you can hear the jazz you can hear where the funk comes in you can even hear like where he took it to church as we would say you know here he took it to church like you can hear like the music evolving and like mashing together in his music and it's dope mm-hmm. yo i love that you gave like totally different vibes you got anita baker dizzy gillespie and big crit like I can imagine a road trip playlist. <laughs> like my friends don't be understanding. They be like looking at me. KTV one, something will come on. They be like, man, what is this? Hey <laughs> <Yeah>, man, you know. <laughs> me in the library, you know. <laughs> and then mess around after Big Crit have, oh no, Kurt Franklin next. They be like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some gospel in there too. You know? <laughs> See? <laughs> So, KT, um, Gemini Media, y'all were talking about it earlier. Can you talk a little bit more about your vision or y'all's vision for Gemini Media? Yes, most definitely. One of our visions is to, for Gemini Media is to grow the family. We want to have a directory with podcasters, photographers, videographers. Mm-hmm. Shit, even models, just by state, by city. That way, people can go in there and find what they need for their specific location. Some photographers probably travel too, so they can annotate that in the information. But we definitely want to get a directory started mm-hmm. in second quarter, 2021. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Which just started, so we oh. got a... Hey, that's that's the main goal of that to grow the family and you know 1409 podcast is already up under that gemini media so we just want to have more creatives up on the directory so to say okay so how should artists reach out to you how should they reach out to us to get on the directory yes or do you reach out to the artists Initially, we'll start by reaching out. We'll start with the network we have now with the artists and the podcasters, photographers. You know, we connected with some photographers because we do some work with photographers. So we'll start off with them and then it'll be word of mouth from there. And, you know, we're on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. everything. So Clubhouse can get you even more connections. We're on Clubhouse every week teaching people how to podcast on Wednesdays. Nice. At, uh, at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. We call it how to start a podcast from scratch on the, on the recession proof club. So you can find that there. So 
we'll be announcing the directory and everything there once we get it up and running. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, so I guess then for the both of y'all, where do you see 1409 podcasts? Um, we are a similar podcast or our vision is similar. So I'll give us, I don't know, three years from now, where do you see 1409 podcasts? We'd like to be in the same location three years from now, maybe less than that. We can do in-person episodes more, but until then, we'll be going to a different city every month to do an in-person episode with a special individual, whoever the special person might be for that month. We want to do it in person with them, get that in-person experience because 99% of our episodes are virtual. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's, the, that's what I have on that. Be in the same location within the next three years, really within the next one year. Right. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully COVID will just go and go and we can all be together again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear um, I'll say three years from now, I will, 1409 is the platform for entrepreneurs, creatives to express themselves. Uh, I think it's sometimes, you know, we have ideas of business and people, but we don't know who's behind it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely being that bigger platform where creatives, artists, you know, business owners, everybody can just get to know each other and connect and network and make some great things happen for communities and for the world. Okay. okay. You know, we like to say uh, collaborate over competition. Hey, so yeah. We, we want to be the hub of collaboration. I love that. Yes. Or as we say over here, connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, so this is, I know, a burning question because I got to know. 1409, what does that stand for? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, or is it like some uh, fraternity secret or brotherhood secret? You can tell me it ain't none of my business and don't it's do a, that. It's a brotherhood <laughs> secret. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the, the look that you gave me was like you in my business don't do that <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> we have to we have to tell the story uh, a lot you know but it's cool though because uh once you hear the story like uh, you'll you'll get the vibe more of 1409 and understand it more so we don't have a problem or don't mind telling the story okay but uh it was a few years ago. We uh we lived in this house together. We were we were housemates, and the address was fourteen oh nine Lynn Road. Um, you know it was a three bedroom, so three people stayed in there at a time, and it was a couple of other friends that we had. Originally, our podcast was supposed to be more than being KT, but you know they it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was just a. a I would say a time of transition in our lives. You know what I'm saying? We were going through some things. We were 
experiencing adulthood and just had questions. You know, we we built with each other like far as relationships, uh brotherhoods. We learned from each other, we learned a lot. And we just wanted to bring that vibe to the world. So it was it was only right that we named it 1409. Like a lot of good, it was a dope vibe in that house, in that space. And we just wanted to provide that to the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's it. And yes, double facts. Cause if the vibe was on point there, last when we did our interview, the vibe was on point. So I wish 1409 and the people who were under that roof nothing but success and happiness and whatever else y'all call for yourselves. <laughs> Claim it. <laughs> right? We are I think that's what this podcast is about. We just say it, we're gonna claim it and let it be. Uh, but I like that. I like when there's actual meaning behind, you know, your name. So I can dig that. And um, before we get out of here, can y'all give just a few tips on podcasters who need to stay consistent or podcasters who are just starting out? Um, what advice can you give to them? Podcasters that need to stay consistent, just just go ahead and pre-record a bunch of episodes with what you're doing. Your episodes are not, they have a good shelf life on them. So you can pre-record up to X amount of time and you can just put those episodes out. If you have something to do, you can just put them out every week. You already got them recorded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's people that have the pre-recorded episode. That's something they can do. Just get get a arsenal of episodes and just put them out every week so you don't have to work as hard but with us we gotta work harder because we got live episodes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's one piece of advice i would give and make sure your lighting is on point your lighting is on point for oh, sure, for sure. thank you <laughs> thank you and, and the other one was people that just just starting out mm-hmm. uh I would say three things that you will need for people that are just starting out or want a podcast. And I would say in this order, mm-hmm. one, know the audience you're trying to target or your target audience Two, know what, what you want to talk about, what kind of content are you going to bring? And three, come up with a name that means mm-hmm. something to you that resonates with you because it's going to resonate with the target audience. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think about your target audience, think about your role in that audience. You know, if you want to make a podcast about uh, for single moms, what is your role in that, in that audience? Are you a single mom? Are your friends single moms? Do you want to advise single moms? Like, what do you want to do? And that, that'll help you with your content, a good title, and bring your podcast to life. Like, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got good audio, though. Audio, <laughs> yes. like, audio, audio is important. Uh, important. Audio uh, quality yes. is important. Yes. Great advice, y'all. Already. Yeah. You know, I actually was um, hoping that y'all were going to say that you see 1409 podcast on TV. 
Because I can see that for y'all. I can see y'all, especially um, face-to-face, you were talking about it, KT, uh, that you want to have interviews face-to-face. And just knowing y'all's grind, just seeing y'all's grind, y'all have your green screen. I love that. I love to see it. So if that wasn't, you know, in y'all's mind, maybe that's something that you should consider being on TV. Revolt TV, here we come. Hey, <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, we are at the end here. So how can connectors stay connected with you? And you mentioned Clubhouse. So please, again, shout out your room that you will be in on Wednesdays. Did you say Wednesdays? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shout out all of your information. Let us know how we can stay connected with you. All right. You can stay connected with us first and foremost, 1409podcast.com, our website. You can tap in with us on there. We have our episodes, a link to our YouTube on there. You can get there. Speaking of YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, 1409podcast. Also, Instagram, 1409podcast. But back to the clubhouse thing, we teach, we give podcasting tips every Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, 5.30 Mountain, if you're in Colorado or some shit, 5.30 <laughs> uh, 4.30 Pacific. So, 3.30? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 3.30 Alaska time. Really? You know. <laughs> we, uh, it's called How to Start a Podcast from Scratch. That's the name of the room, and the name of the club is Recession proof you can also visit clubrecessionproof.com for more information on the different rooms they have going on throughout the week they have some great content on there shout out to dr travis davis for allowing us to get our voice heard on his platform there's over ten thousand members in that club and Mm. there's a lot of heavy hitters in there and he wanted us on there so we feel honored for sure Mm-hmm. Hey. We feel like we heavy hitters now. No, I'm just because <laughs> y'all are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Instagram, 1409 podcast. You can follow me personally on Instagram at 843ambassador. That's me, KT. Make sure you're shopping at Express. Go to express.com. Get you some dope attire. You know what I'm you got a promo code? No, <laughs> I got to find it. I don't have one. I got to reach a certain tier, I guess, to get a promo code. But yeah, I oh, have it okay. sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, man. KT really uh, spilled everything on how to follow the podcast. Um, for me, the music is on all the major platforms. Your titles, Apple Music, Spotify. It's Guala Meets World, all one word. Uh, you can follow me on IG at Guala Meets World. And it's, it's all one word. I'm putting no spaces in between it, you know. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to my page. I try to drop some dope videos here and there. Try to keep the content coming. Um, it's Guala Meets World on YouTube. Everything is Guala Meets World, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. And 
connectors, you know how to stay connected with me on my website, www.ampsconnected.com, or you can email me info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. If you have a question for myself, for future artists, or for past connected artists, or if you would like to be an Amps Connected Connected Artist, email me, or you can connect with me on Instagram at Amps Connected. Connectors, until next time, you know what to do. Stay connected. (laughs) 